Welcome to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Alison Price. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the creator economy in the age of Aquarius, or more particularly, the Leo creator economy in the age of Aquarius. So if you are an astrologer running your own business as a solopreneur, you then would be part of the creator economy. The creator economy is where independent individual creators can thrive. This unprecedented phenomena marks a significant departure from historical norms. And the advent of the internet has swung wide open doors for creative individuals to craft and showcase their content, products and expertise to a vast and diverse audience. And as an astrology, you will be using online skills, your website, how you're presenting yourself, maybe doing classes, promotions or what have you, all through the online platform and on the creator economy. So in general, the term creator economy refers to the modern economic ecosystem in which individuals, often referred to as creators, leverage digital platforms and technologies to produce, distribute, monetize their own content products or services directly to their audiences or consumers. Now, this concept has gained significant prominence due to the rise of the internet, obviously, social media and various online platforms that enable individuals to showcase their talents, expertise and creativity without the need for traditional intermediaries like publishers, record labels or studios. The creators produce a wide range of content such as videos, articles, podcasts, music, art, photography and more. And as an astrology, you may be doing that too. You will be perhaps creating some videos, you might be doing a podcast You might be doing some writing or an online course or even actually doing your work over Zoom or over the internet. So this content can be educational, entertaining, informative or inspirational and it caters to specific niches and audiences. And creators rely on digital platforms such as YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, Substack and other websites to share and distribute their content. These platforms provide global reach and offer tools for engagement interaction and monetization. So again, if you are an astrologer in 2023, you're going to be using the internet to put forward your creations. So creators can build dedicated and engaged communities of followers, fans or subscribers, and they they interact with their audience through comments, messages, live streams and other forms of direct communication. And creators can monetize their work through various methods, including, of course, ad revenue, sponsorships, merchandise sales, subscription models, crowdfunding, and or offering premium or exclusive content to their most devoted supporters. And you'll see this with some of the big astrologers they are offering you. You can get the horoscopes for $3 a month or whatever it is, and that is a premium service that they're offering you. Now, creators develop their personal brand, which encompasses their unique style, voice, values, and expertise. This branding helps them stand out and build a loyal fan base. What this means is that as an astrologer, you can create your own individual look and feel and focus on the type of astrology and the vibe that you want to present as well. Benefits of this are, of course, that the creator economy offers flexibility in terms of work location and hours. Creators can work from anywhere and often set their schedules according to their preferences. And also the creator economy enables individuals to turn their passions and talents into viable businesses. This empowers them to become entrepreneurs by building and growing their own brands. Now, of course, there are some challenges and risks to this venture. While the creator economy offers opportunities, 
It also comes with challenges such as maintaining consistent income, dealing with algorithm changes on platforms, and managing online harassment or negative feedback. But overall, the creator, Leo economy, represents a democratization, Aquarius, of content creation. It allows anyone with talent and dedication to potentially reach a global audience and earn a living from their creative endeavors. It has transformed the traditional media landscape and reshaped how people consume and engage with content. So if you are an astrologer, and you probably are if you're listening to this, you can be anywhere in the world and you you can get your message out. You can garner your own following no matter who you are and which country you live in. So let's have a look at this Virgo Pisces shift that recently occurred. So first we're going to consider the age of Pisces. And over the course of the last 2,000 years, individuals often played the roles of workers, Virgo, within the collective framework. And this resembles the, uh, the Virgo archetype. And this paradigm was often at odds with the principles of the church, characterized by the Pisces energy, where themes of sacrifice and redemption held sway under the influence of those who wielded control over the labor force, which was Virgo. So the dynamic interplay between Virgo and Pisces, the worker and the church, has now yielded ground to the emerging energies of Leo and Aquarius, as we have moved into the age of Aquarius. So this value creator has created an educational shift and people such as YouTubers, writers, influencers, astrologers and creators of educational content are experiencing a surge of prominence at this time. Now, learning is no longer confined to traditional institutions like universities or religious establishments. Now you collectively have the opportunity to get your knowledge directly from individuals who have it themselves. In this era of the creator economy, Leo, and particularly within the age of Aquarius, everyone possesses unique passions that can skillfully be packaged and delivered through the avenue of solo entrepreneurship. So if we look at the the Leo in creative independence, the sign of Leo embodies the essence of the creator, finding its resonance within the realm of the fifth house known for its profound creativity. And the ascent of creative principles find its symbolism in Leo juxtaposed to the counterpart of Aquarius. This present landscape reveals an unprecedented surge in independent enterprises and the capability to encapsulate your skills and unique expertise to establish a business has never been as prevalent as it is now. You can take your inner creativity and what is driving you and your passion, particularly perhaps through astrology, and you can get it out to the masses, to the world, to humanity through the Aquarian age of Aquarius and through the internet. So let's talk a little bit more about the age of Aquarius. So technically the dawn of the age of Aquarius around basically started towards the end of the last century, but really around the year 2000, this is where we're looking. But going back further, the age of Aquarius made its initial appearance with the harnessing of electricity. So Aquarius seems sociable and being friendly and seemingly sociable are strong characteristics of Aquarians. They possess a genuine concern for humanity and often engage in humanitarian efforts. And these Uranus-ruled have the ability to connect with people from all walks of life, and it makes them excellent communicators and team players. And we are now in this age of Aquarius. And now the Aquarius personal style, uh, one of the distinctive attributes of Aquarius 
is the emphasis on individuality and a desire to stand out from the crowd, to be different. Um, they are unafraid of challenges to challenge societal norms and to carve out their own paths. And this trait can manifest in various ways, from the personal style to their choice of career or hobbies. And of course, you know that astrology is ruled by Aquarius. Now, Aquarius is symbolized by the water bearer, which is significant of the flow of knowledge and ideas. This symbolism underscores their role as forward thinkers and carriers of innovation. So they have the innate curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, which drives them to explore new concepts and push boundaries. In relationships, Aquarius values mental connections and intellectual stimulation. They seek partners who can engage in deep conversations and share their passion for learning. While they may seem emotionally reserved at times, they genuinely care for their loved ones and express their affection in unique and unexpected ways. So as you embrace astrology as a creative and inspirational tool for living your best life, you might find that exploring your Aquarian traits help you tap into your natural inclinations in this area. And to embrace your independent spirit nurturing your creative pursuits, Leo, and channeling your humanitarian instincts, Aquarius, can empower you to navigate life's journey in a fulfilling way. So what I'm saying here is that if you take your, if you look at your chart and you, and you lean into your Leo for creativity and to the Aquarius side to actually get the message out to the people, this is a great way to approach this. So let's have a look at some planets in Aquarius. So, so Pluto is in Aquarius from 2022 to 2043, and it will tenant the realm of the fixed air sign for approximately two decades. This era coincides with the emergence of things like ChatGPT, Midjourney, and the remarkable rise of accessible artificial intelligence. This significant transformation in our approach to various projects is poised to gain momentum over time. And the advent of cyber currencies, which is a, a reflection of Uranus and Taurus, serves as a tangible manifestation of this impetus for innovation embodying the collective voice of humanity, which is a basic principle for Aquarius. Let's have a look at this opposition aspect between Leo and Aquarius. So the concept of projection is inherent in the dynamic of any pair of opposing signs. So Leo and Aquarius are opposing signs. And projection is a defense mechanism that Sigmund Freud first introduced as a way to understand how individuals deal with emotions and thoughts which they find difficult to accept within themselves. So projection as a principle involves attributing one's thoughts, feelings and desires onto someone else. And in essence, it's a way of displacing your internal conflicts or uncomfortable aspects of yourself onto external people or situations. This can provide temporary relief from dealing with these feelings directly. So for example, imagine someone who is struggling with feelings of jealousy, but is unable to acknowledge this emotion within themselves. They may project those feelings onto a friend, accusing the friend of being jealous of them instead. But in reality, it's the individual who is experiencing jealousy and they project it onto another person as a way to avoiding the internal discomfort. Now, projection often occurs unconsciously, meaning that you might not even be aware that you're doing it and projecting your emotions onto others. It is a defense mechanism that helps protect the ego from distressing or conflicting thoughts and emotions. Now, again, projection as a concept has been widely studied and discussed in psychology. Carl Jung, a prominence with psychiatrists, 
also explore projection as a way to understand the interactions between the conscious and the unconscious mind. He believed that projection could reveal hidden aspects of the individual psyche, offering insight into unresolved inner conflicts. So the idea is that to understand projection is going to be beneficial for your personal growth and self-awareness. And by recognizing when you might be projecting your own feelings onto others, you can gain insight into your own emotions and thoughts. This allows you to take a step back, reflect on your reactions, and to consider whether your perceptions are influenced by your own internal struggles. In your creative and inspirational approach to life, the concept of projection can serve as a valuable tool. By exploring this principle, you can gain a deeper understanding of your own motivations, desires, and fears. And this self-awareness will guide you in making more conscious choices and fostering healthier relationships. But it's important to remember that projection is a natural part of human psychology and everyone engages it to some extent. So the key is to develop the ability to recognize when it's happening and to use that awareness as an opportunity for introspection and personal growth. As you integrate this understanding into your journey of self-discovery, you'll likely find that it adds another layer of depth to your creative endeavors and your pursuit of living your best life. Now, each sign contains elements desired by its opposite counterpart. So let's now just direct our attention fully to the two dynamic fixed signs of Leo and Aquarius. Let's talk about what it, wanting what you don't have. So the essence of opposites is beautifully captured through this interplay of contrasting themes. In a harmonious dance, Leo and Aquarius have the potential to enhance each other's completeness. Leo stands to gain by embracing humility and recognizing the intrinsic worth of humanity. And Aquarius has the opportunity to nurture increased courage and delve into the depths of the heart. So if we are, what we're saying here is that if Leo is representing the creator economy, the creator within us all, and Aquarius is the age of Aquarius, we want to be able to bring these two opposite concepts together in our lives as astrologers so that we can make um, some value from this. So the idea is that there's the concept that opposites attract, and it definitely is the case. The concept that opposites attract and create wholeness is a fascinating phenomenon found not only in nature, but also in human relationships, obviously, and various aspects of life. It's much like the interplay between night and day. The union of opposites can bring balance, richness, and a sense of completeness. And what I'm trying to get across today is that if you can balance your Leo creativity with your Aquarius humanitarian, something for everybody approach, you, you will be able to find some balance in your life. Let's have another look at this day and night. So the cycle of day and night is the perfect example of how opposites complement each other to form a harmonious whole. Day represents light, warmth and activity, while night embodies darkness, coolness and rest. Yet these apparent contradictions work together seamlessly, each contributing its unique attributes to the overall rhythm of life. And the transition from day to night and back again symbolizes this natural ebb and flow, which is a dynamic equilibrium that sustains the world. And as good astrologers, you will know that for half the year, we have longer days than nights. So we want to say that the Leo creativity will come through more at some times in the year and Aquarius slightly less. And then at the other half of the year, you would have Leo being more diminishing. Creativity will ebb and the actual flow will come out through again that Aquarium. This can also be reflected back into active and passive. So this business of attracting between 
between opposite sex often stems from the idea that individuals with contrasting qualities can bring out the best in each other. So for instance, a person who's outgoing and extroverted may be drawn to someone who is introverted and contemplative. These differences create a complementary dynamic where one partner encourages the other to step outside their comfort zone, fostering personal growth and expanded horizons. And in a similar vein, the union between different strengths and perceptives can lead to a more well-rounded solution to problem-solving and creative endeavours. So when people with diverse skills collaborate, they often contribute unique viewpoints that enhance the overall quality and effectiveness of the outcome. So this is technically if you've got two people, but we have Leo and Aquarius in all of our charts. Let's have a look at light and dark. So opposites play a crucial role in this personal development and self-discovery. And embracing contrasting aspects of yourself, such as strengths and weaknesses, can lead to a deeper understanding of your own identity. You may feel you are stronger in, in creation, but less confident in putting things out there through social media, which is the Aquarius. Or you may feel that you're super happy to go on to social media and spread your your message that way, but the creativity is something that you're keeping hidden. So it's essential to note that um, the harmony between opposites doesn't mean a complete erasure of differences. Rather, it involves a respectful coexistence where each element retains its identity while contributing to the larger harmonious whole. We're coming back to having an awareness of your chart and being aware of these two um, opposite sides of the Leo and the Aquarius that will occur in everybody's chart. So in relationships, for example, maintaining individuality while appreciating and valuing differences is key to a healthy and thriving partnership. And as you explore the idea of opposites attracting and creating wholeness, consider how this concept can enrich your creative and inspirational journey. Just as day and night work together to sustain the natural world, your unique blend of qualities and experiences contributes to the vibrant tapestry of your life. And if you embrace the interplay of opposites within yourself and your interactions with others can lead to a deeper sense of fulfillment with a more holistic approach to living your best life. So having given all that some food for thought, let's have a look about, well, what can we really do about it? So when we want to, you want to look at your own natal chart and interpret your chart's Leo Aquarius energy. So first of all, we're going to look at the Leo side. So first you're going to look at all your Leo um, houses. So you want to find any houses with Leo on the cusp. There may be one, there may be two, or there may actually be no houses. Um, it depends on your chart. But the houses with Leo on the cusp suggest areas of life where you can actually be creative. So in your chart, you also want to look for any planets in Leo and consider their full planetary complex by house aspects and position as well. The idea is to fully understand what is Leo in your chart saying. It may be very quiet, but if you are a creator, it is likely to have planets. It's likely to be on prominent house cuffs so you can tap into this energy. And if you look around you, all the new creators that have popped up recently, they are tapping into their Leo energy. So let's have a look at some of the outer planets in Leo. So Pluto was in Leo for anyone born from 1938 to 57. Neptune was in Leo from anyone born 1914 to 1929. And Uranus was in Leo for people born around 1955 to 1962. So you would have to check your chart to see if you have any of these outer planets in Leo. And if you have, they are going to bring their nature to your creativity. So let's just have a look at Aquarius in your chart. So first of all, you're going to want to find any houses with Aquarius on a cusp. And again, there may be one house or there may be two, 
or there may be no houses with Aquarius, and it does depend on your chart. But the houses with Aquarius on the cusp suggest areas of life where you can bring freedom to live in the future and encompass these technical strides we have made and know what's available now. So whatever houses those are, that's where you're likely to lean into this technology that I've been talking about. And of course, you're going to want to look at any planets you have in Aquarius because planets in a chart are where the energy is. Um, so some outer planets in Aquarius, this is recent, of course. Pluto is in Aquarius as we speak uh, from around 2022 to 2043. Neptune was in Aquarius for anyone born um, from 98 to 2011. And Uranus was in Aquarius from 1995 to 2003. So these are more uh, modern um, age gaps to the Leo one. So let's just have some, uh, I just want to finish with some points to ponder on the potency of this Leo Aquarius combination. Um, And some of my thoughts are running that could individuals possessing the potent blend of Leo and Aquarius qualities excel in mastering the intricacies of the creator economy within this rapidly evolving digital era? And I think the answer has to be yes on that. I'm still thinking about it, but this is what I'm saying. This prospect seems plausible, even quite probable. However, if your aspiration as a creator leans towards becoming an influencer, it's advisable to tap into your Leo attributes. If you want to, you've heard of this, the rise of the influencer and we've seen them. And they're generally, I want to say they're younger people, but they don't have to be. Anyone who is creating their brand and putting themselves forward is, and to become an influencer is leaning into their Leo. And of course, you've got to look at the full chart always. Um, but for those of you whose birth charts are prominently feature the dynamic duo, which is what I'm calling it, of Leo and Aquarius, if you've got planets in Leo and Aquarius, you're going to know about this energy already. If you have prominent house cups, which is the first, the 10th, and perhaps five and 11, and you've got these signs on these particular houses, you are likely to already be producing and being creative in your astrology practice in some form. Maybe you're writing, maybe you're videoing, maybe you're doing horoscopes, whatever it is, but you are creating it all by your own self. And that's the Leo side. And then having to put it out into the world is tapping into the Aquarian side, putting it out online, writing an email, uh, posting to Instagram. All of those social sites are ruled by Aquarius. So it's a matter of finding this balance between realizing that you have creativity and something to say, which is one thing, and making or creating something. And then the second part is getting it out there. And there you have to lean into this Aquarius side. So if you've got more, say, planets than Leo, you're more likely to be more creative and less able to put it out there. But if you have more in Aquarius, you're more likely to get the message out there, but perhaps you're not creating from yourself or your enough content yourself to, and you're just reflecting other people's and pushing it through. What I'm saying here is then lean into your Leo. Look at your chart and see where you are as an astrologer. Where is your Leo? What is that influence? How can you lean into that energy and become creative within your astrological practice? If you're writing horoscopes or whatever it is you're doing astrologically, that you want to putting it out there, your creativeness that you are bringing forth as you're working with your client's charts. And then you need to be leaning into your Aquarian side to see how can you best manage this social media. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but some people are better at the one side than the other. And the point is that if you want this to succeed, you've got to find some balance between the two and not offer this projection by saying, 
oh, it's so difficult to grow on Instagram or something like that. Or yeah, I, it's easy for me to just repost other people's things because I'm not creating enough of my own. And you need to lean into the site. So I propose that either one side, Leo or Aquarius will be more prominent for you. And the point is awareness here and start leaning into your weaker side so you can get your message out in this wonderful time that we're living in. So that's my thoughts for for today's podcast, considering the creator economy in the age of Aquarius, the Leo creation in the age of Aquarius for everybody. I think it's important that anyone who's living in some small village in Africa can, if they have knowledge of astrology or whatever their main topic is, can share their message and be heard. And this is important. The point is that whatever it is that's within inside you that you want to share about your astrology, whatever your focus is, whether it's you're, you're big into the moon, you love the lunar nodes, you're into house systems, you're into Hellenistic decumbature, what have you, know your topic well, create more around that, tap into your Leo to do so, know where your passion is, and then present it through the nature of how Aquarius is lying in your chart. So that's some thoughts I wanted to share with you today. If you found some value in this podcast, please do consider sharing it with anybody else. If you have any questions, you can email me at starsology at gmail.com. I'm Alison Price. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together, then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one-hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing, and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.